Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the That Sounds Fun podcast. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I am so excited to share with you the conversation today. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. We are so, so glad you're here. We're just a group of friends who get together on Thursdays, and I get to introduce y'all to someone that means a lot to me or someone I'm a big fan of, and today it is both. So first of all, the music in the background is from our sweet friend, Ellie Holcomb. Her album is called Red Sea Road, and I totally recommend you grab that because that is amazing. It's one of the best albums I've heard in a really long time. Last week on the podcast, you heard our friend Tyler Reagan from Catalyst. And don't forget that you can use the code FUN, F-U-N, at catalystleader.com to sign up for Catalyst Atlanta, October 5th and 6th. And the cost for your ticket with the password FUN is $199. So you're either saving, I think it's like 40 now or 100 later. So congratulations. But one of the things Tyler and I talked about is the new pastor at Crosspoint Church, Kevin Queen. Crosspoint has been my church in Nashville for the last six-ish years, and it is a great place. I have absolutely loved it. And in September, the founding pastor left. And so for nine, 10 months, we've been looking for a new pastor. And what ended up happening is a miracle story that you just will not believe. Kevin and I have been friends for about 20 years, uh, the new pastor, Kevin. And we were at University of Georgia together. I knew each other then. His younger sister, Christy, and I were really good friends in college. And so I just kind of knew Kevin through that the whole time we were in school and have kept up with him and his wife since then. So today's podcast is probably a little different than our regular friends are used to hearing because I kind of said to Kevin, like, I want you to tell this whole story. And so you have it recorded, so we have it recorded, so that these little details that we may forget in 10, 15, 20 years will be memorized on the podcast. And so it's a little bit of a different conversation. It's a little bit longer podcast than we're used to doing, but I hope you will stick through it or listen to us at 1.5 speed. (laughs) But it's just a little bit longer because I wanted Kevin to have all the time to tell the whole story. And man, what an incredible story. And I learned so much today about um, prayer and the power of prayer and what God is doing. And I cried and he cried and you know how that goes. Y'all are used to that by now if this isn't your first rodeo. So even if you're not in Nashville, even if Crosspoint isn't your home, I hope you will listen through this episode and hear one example. There are thousands, millions around the world, examples like this of God orchestrating something for our good and for his glory. And this is just one example. If you are in Nashville and you don't have a church home, I hope you will come visit us at Crosspoint. Kevin starts on August 6th, but for the two weeks before that, Chris Nichols and Jason Miller will be speaking, and they're both incredible men who I think really, really highly of. And so you can't go wrong coming to Crosspoint right now. Nashville is full of really great churches, but as your friend, I just want to invite you to join us as well. So this is Kevin's story and our story of what God is doing and what is going on here in Nashville. And so I hope whether you sit in the chair beside me or you live across the country or around the world from me, you enjoy this story from the new pastor of Crosspoint Church in Nashville, Tennessee, Kevin Queen. Kevin, welcome. I don't even know what to welcome you to. Nashville, Crosspoint, the podcast, all of it. Everything. I welcome you to all of it. <laughs> um, I was thinking today that we have communicated more yes. in three weeks than we have in a decade. And 
Yes, absolutely. Maybe, right? Maybe 20 years, right? More conversation, but it's been it's been so good. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Does it still feel crazy to you at all that y'all are in Nashville? And Yeah, I mean, today I went and got uh, Tennessee Tag, right? Oh, and, you uh, didn't yeah, waste any time. I didn't waste any time. Why? So got the, uh, Why'd you go so fast? I, I want to get things done before we start at the okay. church. And so, uh, so but, but they asked me, they're like, do you want the tag that says, in God we trust, or the tag that doesn't say, in God we trust? I'm like, do it. I don't have an option, right? I'm going to, in God we trust. And so they're like, these are new. These are new tags. I'm like, I want the new tag. And so, yeah. But it's almost, it's, it's surreal. I mean, everything is just happening. It's happened so fast. And it's so good, you know? And, yeah. Uh, so, I didn't yeah. get my tag or license until I got pulled over. Really? And the guy said, I mean, I'd been here. I think it was, I feel like I just told the story. I don't think I've told it on the podcast. Maybe I did, but I was cheering for a Vanderbilt baseball game on the radio. So it was 2012. I moved here in eight. Wow. And I get pulled over and the guy says, do you know why I pulled you over? And I said, because I was cheering. And he's yeah. like, no, <laughs> you were speeding. And he says, give me your license. So I give it to him. He says, how long have you lived here? And real casual, he so suckered me. And I was like, oh, since like 2008. And he was like, then why do you have a Georgia license? Gotcha. <laughs> Nailed me. Yeah. So well done. You, yeah. you don't even have your permanent address. And yeah. you've got, uh, did you put the church as your address? No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to live at Cross Point. <laughs> yes. so we, uh, yeah, we're renting a house. And so we're, uh, we've got everything. Ree's already getting decor. I was about to say, is yeah. it starting to feel like? It really is. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people jump in this week and, uh, and help out. So Really? It's good, yeah. Like family people? Family and... people. Yeah, my, my uh, mother and father-in-law came in. My sister-in-law, they've been, they've been all hands-on. Yeah. I bet it's cool for your sister-in-law and brother-in-law to have you guys here since – because historically, your whole family is concentrated in one area that is not here, That's and right. then they were here. Everybody in an eight mile radius, and then uh, and then Rain and Zach are up in Nashville. They've been here for six years. Yeah, because uh, he's in a thousand horses, a thousand horses, which is right. such a good band. Yeah, we saw him last night at the uh, at, at the, the Opry. Opry. Yeah, was it so, fun? It was, and got to see the Oak Ridge Boys at the end. So, Elvira, <laughs> oh, Music that's City, awesome. we're here, right? <laughs> that's how it goes. I love the opera that this podcast comes out on thursday and saturday night i'm going and it is it's one of my very favorite things it's you're gonna get to do all sorts of stuff like that it has it's been it's been my uh my, my boy got a uh bolton got a picture he's got flat stanley and so he's got to do mm-hmm. that for school this little you know cut out and he got a picture with the band uh, at the at the <laughs> with flat stanley i mean that's the best flat stanley picture Serious. ever so. only a brother-in-law is gonna get <laughs> that's right yeah. an entire band in a flat speaking of that's flat good. stanley's yes. flat kevin i uh, know i didn't want to speak about that <laughs> <laughs> they've really slowed it down this week i think you put some pressure on didn't you no, i didn't say a thing i I texted him yesterday, and I said to the girls who run, who work for Crosspoint, run the social media, I said, where's Flat Kevin been all week? They're like, he's coming back tonight. He That's, took a break. That was. It's been classic. It has, <laughs> thank you for that, Annie. I mean, your entire vacation, you were getting tagged multiple times a day. Yeah. As a flat version of you traveling around the city. A face on a stick. Right? Yeah. I mean, they made like 10 of them. <laughs> they did. And so I've started going all the places that I've already been. So, uh, so really? I went, yeah, I went to did Franklin you go to Juice. The, yes, I got did the, the guy yeah, see you? He did. I can't so believe you haven't Jacob. told me this yet. I talked with Jacob. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Okay, so when I took him, I, we should tell our listeners in case they didn't see it. When I took your flat face and a um, float, a mini pearl, to Franklin Juice. As soon as I walked in the door, he said, I know who that is, and then said a message to you. So you went back already went to back see him. I back and saw him, and we had a conversation. He's but, a nice dude, yeah, right? A youth pastor in yeah, town. fourth and, and fifth grade boys. Yeah. yeah. 
What a hero. Was he excited when you walked in? Oh, he was. Yeah, we had a good little combo. (laughs) That's rad. So I'm just trying to hit on. So I I went backstage at the Opry with Flat Flat Kevin. Yep. And so I went there last night. So I'm just checking off the list. just running. Yeah, we really led you. We didn't even realize we were predicting. (laughs) You got to go jump off a diving board in Cottonwood next because that's what I made you do on Friday night. Okay, so you actually start on August 6th. Yeah, August 6th, the first first Sunday. We've got a night of worship on August 2nd. So August 1st is my first day in the uh, the office. So. Wow. So between now and then, it's setting up your house and then it's getting to work. Let's go. Yeah. Taking the temperature of everything, learning the city. I love it. Learning it all. Okay, let's back up. One of the things I told you from the beginning is I want this to be, this is for, you know, I, I, when I spoke at Crosspoint last week, what I taught, one of the things I talked about was like recording who God's been to you. And the beautiful thing about this podcast for me is I go back and listen and listen to some of the things I process with people and realize they came to happen or that God changed my desires. Or I remember a conversation I had, I think specifically of our worship leader, Mike Grayson, when Mike and Molly were on. Mike and Molly and I had this really interesting conversation in the podcast and then it continued after that has really impacted me since then. And so for me, these episodes, a lot of them are for me recording what God's done for me. And so I want you to do that for us too, record what God's done for you a little bit in this. Cause I, the story is unbelievable. Yes, it is. Right. It really is. I mean, had you back up to a year ago, last okay. summer, yeah. let's back up even farther. We went to Georgia together. Right. Go dog sick em. Mm. One of my former roommates, I won't say her name because then everybody will know every one of her passwords, go dog sick em. I mean, I can break into anything because <laughs> everything is go dog sick em. What happened after you graduated college? Yeah, so graduated college and then went to work for my dad in the family business. And, uh, and what is I, that? He uh, he sells construction supplies. He's oh, an inventor cool. and invents construction. So I started. He's an inventor. He is. He yeah, invents construction he has, supplies. He has Thirteen patents. Yeah. You are lying. So, How yeah. have I never known this? I don't know. I actually have a patent. When I was uh, when I was uh, twelve years old, I had an idea for a disposable kitty litter box. <laughs> and so uh, seriously, like you just threw the whole thing away. Yeah. And so we uh, we got a patent. He walked me through the patent process, wrote the patent, and uh, so that's that's my dad. He are is, you a millionaire? Uh, no, no. Somebody stole the patent. <laughs> like we were, <laughs> it wasn't written that good. And so I have nothing. I've got a patent and I've got some prototypes. Do so. each of the siblings in your family have a patent? Is that like a thing? No, Does no. Christy have one too? And I don't she, know. No, no. We uh, so he. I think after that process, he was like, "I'm gonna stick." And he just writes patents for construction. So okay. he's, uh, yeah. So okay. he did that. So I started working for him. I knew like three, four months in that that wasn't my my calling. That that were wasn't you married yet? Uh, Rhea and I were engaged at okay. that time, and uh, and I started work, and it was just it was one of the hardest conversations I ever had to have. Where mm. I was sitting across the desk from my dad, and I say, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he got up and he walked around the desk and came and put his hand on my shoulder and he said, I bless you. Uh uh-uh. uh. And uh, and so after that, I started going to seminary and working for him full time, and uh, and so did that. And, uh, and where'd you no, go to seminary? Uh, in New Orleans, and so they oh, had an extension yeah. indicator, so sure. I so I knocked that out there. And uh, but no churches would hire me unless I had a seminary degree, mm. and uh, and so I the good old days. That was that was the, those were the days, <laughs> those right? And were so the days. so I don't know if I felt called to that degree. It was just much. How how do I get into yeah. vocational ministry? Yeah. And uh, and then ended up um, ended up working there, finishing there, and uh, and got got hired at my home church, which uh, which was Hebron. It was in in Decula, Georgia. Hebron. That's it. So I, I worked it. there for worked there for a year and a half and I knew God was calling me to a next. I just didn't know mm-hmm. what it was. I mm-hmm. thought Rhea and I were gonna go plant a church in Seattle. Did and, you? Uh, yeah. So so that Why? was what we were Why'd you um, think Seattle? I, I I just I was drawn to to that city to just yeah. kind of the, the progressive and also it was 
I knew that transitioning from my home church was hard, and it mm. kind of seemed like, well, if I go to Seattle, like that'll go. I can't yeah, get back. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, it's kind of a noble, like, yeah, yeah. And, and and really started praying through. And I met the senior pastor at Twelve Stone, where I was before. Met mm. him at a Starbucks, and I uh, come to find out, just that casually, or we were just you talking. Set I knew, up yeah, I knew who he was. He didn't yeah. know who I was, just casually. And uh, and he said, if you, um, he said, uh, I told him I'm, I'm a church planner, and he said, well, we're looking for a high school pastor. I said, well, I'm not interested. I'm a church planner. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. He said, well, if you are interested, you should talk to Dan Ryland and the day before that I would listen to a John Maxwell tape where he mm. talked about Dan Ryland, who mm-hmm. was the executive pastor. And I'm like, that's crazy. And so I was like, well, maybe I need to talk to Dan Ryland. We met at that Starbucks. Crazy deal. Found out. Um, he asked, he said, he looked at a picture of my wife and I, and he said, you've lost some weight. I said, yeah. Well, I didn't tell you is that I was uh, I was 30 days into a 40-day fast. Oh. And so I, he said later, he said, you look like Gandhi with a smile. <laughs> so he's like, can I say that? I don't know. I just did. Yeah. But, but he's like, um, it's like, man, I lost, you know, I lost 30 pounds. And he said, so he's looking at the picture. He goes, he goes, what's the deal? And he said, are you, uh, are you fasting? And mm-hmm. I'm, now I'm like, what do I say? I'm right. like, you know, this is, you know, do I lie or do yeah, I tell yeah, him yeah. truth? So I, so I told him the truth and he said, I said, I'm fasting. He said, what are you fasting for? Saying that God would prepare me to be a, uh, to prepare me to be a daddy. And that he would prepare me to be a husband and a daddy because I've never done both those things at the mm-hmm. same time. And that he would change me or change where I'm at. Yeah. And so this was, was 14 years ago. Yeah, she was pregnant okay. with Raleigh. So, so Raleigh was our firstborn. And so at that time, I just, um, uh, he said, well, what are the dates of your fast? I said, September 1 to October 10th. And, uh, and he said, his jaw dropped a little bit. He said, Kevin, the elders and the pastors of our church are fasting and praying September 1 to October no. 10th. Yeah. And so they were fasting and praying for a high school pastor the same 40 days that I was fasting about those things. So it was at and that moment. Like, Did I you just, hear me say church right. planter? Because <laughs> I meant high school pastor. Right. <laughs> so it was like God just said, okay, and leaving my home church and going eight miles down the road. Yeah. In some ways, it would have been easier to go to Seattle for sure. than go eight miles down the road. Yeah. And so got to be a part of an incredible church, 12 Stone, and, uh, and have great uh, great leadership. And so was there for 14 years. And I thought, you know, Gwinnett County grew up. 40 years there, I thought we're going to spend another 40 years mm. here. I mm-hmm. mean, I, so I just, I, I was immersed in the, you know, in, in that community so much and just deep, deep roots. And, uh, and so that's, that's what led me up to, yeah. up to this point. So a year ago, I'm thinking, hey, this is, you know, this is, this is it. This yeah. is where we're at. And then I started to sense transition. That, that's how you got to this point of transition. But yeah. I do, I want you to talk about one thing real quick in this, yeah. because I think it's so important, uh, People freak out. I freak out. I won't talk about our friends who are listening. I freak out when I think God has told me to go somewhere and the road turns. When you think Seattle and it's eight miles down the road. When you think you're in at 12 Stone or in that area for the rest of your life and a new path comes. Can you just talk for a minute about... New path being cross point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and can you just talk for a (laughs) minute about how can both those things be true? Because I do think, I think... God can say, Seattle. And you go, okay, Seattle, here we go, here we go. And then he always meant for you to turn before that, but that was part of the path. Right. So when I think about that that call to Seattle, I don't know that it was as much a call to a specific place Mm. as it was a surrender. God, I'll go wherever. Right. Because I think think sometimes we— at least I know. I, I want to know. I want to know long term. I want to mm-hmm. know what the picture looks mm-hmm. like. But it was just more surrender to God. And I think it was a surrender to Seattle in that moment that opened up the opportunity right. eight miles down the road. That's right. It. That's the thing. And so, so here we are. I've, you know, I've been at Twelve Stone for a long time. I had a, I had a commitment there that I would be there for a certain amount of time because we built a building, and I didn't, mm-hmm. you know. So I made a commitment. 
this summer was on the end of that commitment. And I didn't know oh what was going to happen at the end of that commitment. Yeah. I didn't know if the church had plans for me. I didn't know what God, I didn't know what God's plans were. So really I'm at a place that when I say transition, it was like, God, what do you, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And so I, I was still thinking that, man, it would be somewhere that I was familiar with. Yeah. I think that happens a lot too when people have breakups or lose jobs or change cities where they think, I, th- I thought I was going to live in Marietta until I died. And you have to live like that is true until God changes your path. That's right. In order for us to, to make a difference where we're at, mm-hmm. we have to be committed where we're at. If we're constantly looking to the future, we're constantly looking to the next, we miss the now and the yeah. moment. And so I look at it was that commitment and that was that faithfulness. And mm-hmm. I think God, God blesses faithfulness. Yeah. And so so when I go campus pastor for for ten years, you know, yeah. that was the calling then. But when I started get to the end of that, I'm going, okay, God, I knew there was a next. Yeah, okay. We were we were sitting in a— uh, Had in you a, ever thought about moving to Nashville? Never thought about moving to Nashville. Yeah, me neither. So, so really, I mean, I've been there for vacation, sure. great place for vacation. I just never imagined vocation, right? Sure. I never imagined that, okay, I'm going to live there and have a job. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But, the um, Lord's like, I got to switch a vowel. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, so it, was, it, it was one of those things that when I started to sense, like, okay, God, you're, you're calling us to something new. What did that feel like on okay. your insides? Yeah, so I, I was at a staff meeting, and uh, and the pastor was talking about taking care of our souls and soul soul care, and he was talking about some of the transitions that had happened in church leadership, and he mentioned a transition that happened in, at Crosspoint. And so he's mm-hmm. like, you know, we got to take care of our souls if we want to go the distance. It was at that point that a guy leaned over, and he tapped me on the knee, and he said, man, hey, they need a pastor. And so when he said that, he was saying it just as a joke, right? Yeah. But but at that moment, I was like, huh? And I just kind of followed it, followed it away. Yeah. Well, that week it was Catalyst. Yeah. And so it was October 6th. Tyler Reagan. Tyler Reagan, right? Yeah. And uh, and so I was sitting by myself at Catalyst, and the team was up. I was sitting by myself, and I'm, <laughs> Andy Stanley had finished the first talk, and they went into worship. And after that talk, I just felt I had moved from wondering about the future to worrying about the future. Mm-hmm. So I found that it was like eating up all of my mental real estate, like, yeah. okay, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? And what's the next for me? And that was a moment of surrender, um, surrender say, God, I'm not going to let this dominate my life and my disposition sure. and the way I'm going to, I'm going to surrender to you. And it was, and, and in that moment, it was like, God, I'll go anywhere. I'll do whatever. And it was a messy surrender, right? I mean, I'm just, yeah. I'm wiping my face, you know, Aww. there's a, I'm on my knees. And it was like one of those things where I think what God wanted to know is, will you, will you just give, will you trust me? Yeah. Like, will yeah, you just yeah. give it to me? And it's, I think getting on your knees is more powerful than people realize. I do, because I think it makes a statement. You know, a lot of times our to postures you, to me, right? To right. Else. right. Yeah, well, to the, me the girl next to me is going, what's wrong with this guy, right? <laughs> like, this 12 stone guy <laughs> is a mess. <laughs> so, yeah, but re- I mean, to me, when I feel like the next right thing for me to do is get on my knees at my house, at church, whatever, it is 48% about God and 52% about me. <laughs> That's right. About me going, like, yeah. Annie, look at what you're supposed to be, you know, like, this is to remind yourself that you're surrendering. Yes. Yeah. So it was a, it was a surrender to I don't know what. Yeah. And then uh, throughout the fall. Start, but you're not even thinking about Crosspoint uh, as not, far as like poor, poor Crosspoint. No, right. And, and so I start praying for Crosspoint. Like at that point, I start praying for Crosspoint because they didn't have a, Crosspoint didn't have a pastor. And I, you know. So Rain, I should line up all the single guys and start praying <laughs> for their wives. <laughs> and they'll go, and Laurel, you're the answer to your own prayer, Annie. <laughs> Yes. So I am I am praying. Um, and I think it was because Rain and Zach are in Nashville. And mm. I knew that if they, I knew, you know, they were looking for a church or I knew that if they were going to find a church, 
put it that way. It'd be a church a lot like Cross Point. Yeah. And so I wanted Cross Point to have a pastor for that. But I'm just praying, and I and I know just being a pastor for, you know. 16 years, I know what happens when a church doesn't have a pastor. Yeah. And so starting to pray, like, God, for the people of Crosspoint, mm-hmm. would you remember? And it wasn't like a every day, every week. It right. was like once a month. Right, you know, when it I'm, came to your mind. It comes to my mind. Did you I'm ever thinking, think that I was here? Did that ever cross your mind? Well, yes, because, you know, because I'd see things on social media and oh, I would, sure, I'd follow sure, sure. along. And so there was a, that, that was really a like, relational oh, yeah, connection. to. Like, but other yeah. than that, I didn't really know, right. you know, people at Crosspoint. And uh, I knew Annie. That's right. So, um, That's all you got, brother. So... Then we get around the beginning of the year, and this is where it gets a little weird. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, it's where it gets great. Okay, this <laughs> I kind of have my morning rhythm, and I go down to the basement. And I have a study, and I have a big, you know, uh, dry erase wall down in the basement. And I just write out things that I'm praying, and I started to sense, and I write it in Evernote, and I started to sense God was calling me to Crosspoint. Yeah. Now this this messed with me because I knew all that that would require, yeah, right? And so I yeah. wrestled with it. And I actually, in my, uh, it was February, I started to write, I started just journal things down. I didn't even tell Ree. In January, I'm, I'm writing things down. And I wrote, um, I wrote, God, um, that's a big door. And I, I wrote, I'm not going to knock on that door. God, mm. you'll have to send them here to get me. Mm. But, um, and so that was just kind of, that was an honest prayer. Meanwhile, th- can I tell you what yeah. we're praying here? Because I think that'll be really interesting to people. What we are, because I um, originally was on a team to help hire a new pastor. And what we were praying is for David in the field. Do you know that? That is what we were praying. We were asking God to show us David in the field because we didn't want, because there's a story in the Bible of when Samuel is going to pick the next king of Israel that God wants to make the king. He goes to Jesse and Jesse lines up all the brothers and none of them fit. And we kept meeting really good men who were lining up and we kept going, we need David in the field. We need David in the field. So while you're praying for us to find you, we're praying for us to find you too. So crazy. Isn't that crazy? It is, you know, and, and it just began to grow, you know, that, that thing inside, like, ah, oh, that compelling sense that I'll go. And I was doing the, um, the He Reads Truth mm-hmm. uh, Lent study. Yeah. Right. Leading into, uh, leading into Easter. And the we were going through Isaiah, and yeah, it got to Isaiah, our people know a lot Isaiah about six, it. right? Isaiah. And so Isaiah six was here. I am send me, mm. and and so I wrote in my journal that day. I wrote, um, God, here I am, send me. I said, um, I said, I don't know if I could do that cross point job, but God, you know if I could do that job. Mm. And I don't know if I have, I have what it takes, but God, you know if I have what it takes. And so if you believe I have what it takes, then have them come get me. Yeah, here I am, send me. And so that was in my journal, right? But the crazy, I Aren't spelled, you glad you wrote all this down? Because people would never believe I, never, you. Never. But but I spelled cross point wrong. I spelled <gasps> it with an E. So I had, I had no idea, right? I, I knew Annie with an E right? I knew right. It was there, but Man, I didn't know. Close <laughs> so, one. You almost got sent to the wrong place. <laughs> so um so at that point, well then That's so funny that you spelled crazy? it wrong. I did spell Brilliant. it wrong. But that's 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 as much as I knew. Yeah, you know, I mean of, that's just a, such a great part of the story of you're like, I don't even know how to spell the place. I just feel called to it. Yeah. Yeah. I never Gosh. experienced a service there. Yeah. Um, actually, the service where you introduced me, that was the first time I'd ever been to Crosspoint on a Sunday, right? Really? Yeah, so oh so I'm so I'm in this I'm in this journey of of just carrying this burden. Well, around the middle of March, I tell I tell my wife Ray, and I say, Ray, I'm you know, I feel like God's calling calling me, calling us. I feel like he's calling us to go to Crosspoint. And so we just kinda had conversation about that, but mm-hmm. really her heart was in a place of surrender. And God had been working transition in us for for a while. Yeah, um, yeah. Not not that we knew what the next was, but to get us to the place of surrender. Because if it was a year before that, two years before that, we were locked in. Yeah, I mean, we had our it, future yeah. already, you know, mapped out. 
And again, I want people to hear that that is the right way to live. You don't need to live like in any minute God could rip you out of what you're in. You need to be all in where he has you. Relationship, job, church, ministry, city. Be all in and be faithful and then let him turn the page. And when he, and then at that moment, he, in his in his tenderness, right? Mm. I mean, like a um, like a master gardener yeah. with their hands down. And then when Reed just gave me this picture. She said, Kevin, God has just lifted uh, us up out of the soil, right? Carefully. He Reasonal, hasn't ripped yeah, us up, right? But, yeah. he, but he works over time and he gets us to a place of... Yeah. So y'all were there. Yeah. So yeah. So we're in that place. Well, March, uh, March 19th, um, I had a clip from a teaching that I taught uh, sometime earlier and, uh, and it was uh, taught about experience at Chipotle and the clip started to do like get some traction on Facebook. Oh yeah. I had a guy, I was on the phone with a pastor in Texas last night and he said, wait, your pastor's a Chipotle guy? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it was crazy. It's one of those moments where you just, uh, you know, taught it and not having any idea. Our social media guy at the church, yeah. 12 Stone, took it, posted it up, and it just started to get traction. And um, and I prayed on March 19th. I said, God, I said, if you want to take that video and you want to use that to get somebody's attention, out there, then then do that. Where they would ask me to come and Because you speak. hadn't reached out. I hadn't reached you out. You hadn't I, told anybody there, except Re and, like, your tightest people. And there was a conviction that, that I wasn't to, mm. right? Because mm. that's that's how I would know, right? right. Because, listen, I've been a pastor for— um, for 16 years, I've never been approached about a senior pastor job. Yeah. Right? I've been approached about one or two other jobs. Right. But over the past even 10 years, I haven't even been. So there's no, this is completely off. Right. right. I am out at the pasture. Yeah. Right. So, right. You're um, maybe the in the wilderness. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and and so um, I prayed that on March 19th. On March 20th, I uh, I was down the stage on Monday morning mm. and I kind of the, the Monday ministry hangover. That's you know, listen, I, I felt said, it. <laughs> right, you got it. I felt it last week. I was like, you guys. <laughs> so I'm down in the study. You know, it's maybe nine o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning. And I get a text from uh, from a friend named Zach. And he said, hey, he said, I've got some friends that are at Crosspoint. And they want to talk with you about the about the senior pastor job. Are you interested? And I, I mean, Oh, and I just played it super cool. Yeah. I said, man, I love where I'm at, love what I'm doing. But, I mean, at that moment, I'm, I'm – I, I mean, I how said, you didn't launch your no, phone across right. the room well, I ran upstairs. It. I ran upstairs and I showed it to Ree. And I was like – she's like getting ready for the day. I'm like, Ree, I'm like a little kid on Christmas morning right. except I'm running up the stairs. You know, right. I'm like, Ree, you got to see us. And it just – it was one of those moments where, like, okay, God's moving. Mm. Well, so I uh, so I played off super cool. I said, but if they want to have a conversation, I'm willing to see yeah, what yeah, God's yeah. into. Because it was early on that God pressed in, Kevin, you're not supposed to tell them. Don't yeah. tell them about the journals. Yeah. Don't tell them about any of the backstory. Yeah. Um, they have to choose you. Yeah. Right? Because I didn't want to manipulate the process. Gosh, right? God. You know, because I'm like, if I tell them all the, if I play the God card, mm-hmm. right, then it's like, but if I go, okay, we're just going to trust that if God's in this, they'll choose me too. Well, I had a conversation with one guy on staff. He called me the next day. We started talking and it was clear. It went from an interview to like an encounter. You know, those moments in a phone conversation where you're like, okay, God's, Guys, where I had a chance to pray for him, and he was just like, "Man, yeah." Where all of a sudden this friendship or this conversation goes to like, "Oh, this is about God," <laughs> and like right. he's shown up and has something for us here. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. does. You could just sense yeah. God's presence in the call, and then and not even about the job necessarily. No, no, it was about this this pastor, just this the, yeah. and his life, and it was yeah. Like, okay. So, uh, he, at any point, did you start going? This may fall apart. This may not work. No, no, you knew it. I know. Yeah. I knew, and, and and so when they called, when he said, "Hey, we would like to meet with you in Chattanooga, um, with our search team," would you be interested? I said, "Yeah." Which they then kicked me off of, <laughs> <They're> really- <laughs> understandably. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm meeting with the with the search team minus Annie. And, yeah. And so, no, I'm just kidding. They kicked me off before that. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so I'm, I'm I'm at a restaurant up in Chattanooga with them. Oh, that Wednesday before I went up, I had a conversation at Twelve Stone about a future opportunity there. Mm. And so the day that I'm going up to meet with Chattanooga, I hear an opportunity in the and it was. I called Ree after I found out about that opportunity. I said, Ree, do I need to even go and meet with the people at Chattanooga? Yeah. Because, like, this is a dream job, right? dream church, you know, dream location. family, dream location, yeah. dream family situation. My brother's building a house next door to me. And so mm-hmm. I'm going, yes. I so, did not know that. Your brother's yeah. literally building the house next door yeah, well, to the house you, yes, you don't own that I anymore. don't own anymore. <gasps> but crazy, crazy things. So he actually wasn't able to build the house. But he, he didn't tell me that he wasn't able to build the house until I told him that I'd accepted the job at Crosspoint. Uh-uh. He said, I didn't want to tell you, what but a little the brother. soil testings didn't come back. And I was like, well, I didn't want to tell you, but I'm moving to Nashville. So that even, but it was like yeah. all these things God wanted to say, will you trust me? Yeah. Are you willing to choose what I have for you more than, than this dream that you already had? Will you trust me with a new dream? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, uh, I went out, ended up... Reese said, you need to go to Nashville, mm-hmm. right? You, I mean, you need to go to Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Because that's uh, Midway, just for people who live in Seattle. Right. But the Seattle yes. people who didn't get you as a pastor, <laughs> so it was, Chattanooga's midway between Nashville and oh, where you are in Atlanta. And so she said, God's moving. You need to go. Mm-hmm. And so I went up there, had a conversation with them. It was it was just clear from the conversation. We need to keep taking next steps. Well, they said, let's put it on hold till after Easter. And uh, and so that was like maybe wait two weeks. Yeah. Well, after Easter, <laughs> the that Sunday, um, at like eight o'clock, like right after Easter services, they call. Right, so eight I'm like, p.m. Yeah, I'm like, they showed their hand. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> You're like, God showed me His hand a long time ago. Right. Crosspoint just showed theirs. <laughs> so oh, they great. said, "Can you come up here and meet?" And uh, what were those two weeks like for you, though? Because you say two weeks real yeah, casually, yeah. and that's like 15 days. Well, I, I mean, ran that's a, I ran a marathon, right? Well, sure so you yeah, did. Right, right in ran the a middle. marathon, right? And uh, right after I met with them, and then I had spring break, okay. and so those were the. Those were the two weeks. So a were lot of time Were you just asking God? Yeah. Were you? I mean, you're sitting down to pray and you're going, God, I know I'm not going to hear anything until Easter, but this is right. Or yeah. God, prepare me for what's happening. Like, <laughs> no. what are you saying? I'm playing games with the kids. I'm like, would you rather move to Orlando or Nashville? <laughs> They're like, Nashville. <laughs> like, would you rather move to Seattle or Nashville? They're like, Nashville. I mean, like, they didn't see it then, but I'm yeah, playing yeah, yeah. seeds because yeah, I just yeah, yeah. knew. And so Rhea and I began, that's when we began to dream toward, toward yeah, Nashville. Yeah. And, um, Even though you hadn't gotten the yes. I'd already gotten it. You had, I know. Yeah. Here's the thing. Even if Crosspoint didn't choose me, I knew that I was being faithful to what God had called me to do. And this doesn't happen with every decision. It's like this didn't happen when we were trying to find a house. I mean, God provided, but mm. but it, it it's rare that things are this clear, but when they are. Yeah, they really are. They really are. Yeah. So, and I really believe that there's something super spiritual. I mean, when it is when it is the fall, we buy sweaters and jackets for the winter. Even though we don't see the winter, right. we know it is coming. We just and we're so good at preparing for seasons in the physical, but we won't prepare for seasons in the spiritual because we mm. don't want to look dumb. Mm. And so I love hearing you go like, no, we just started talking about Nashville because the next season was Nashville. Yes. And we just lived like winter was coming or summer was coming or whatever because we knew the next season. And when you get that word, right, and I believe that God speaks and I believe that there are providential circumstances mm-hmm. and I believe that he reinforces through his word and I believe that, that there are other things that just continue to affirm and line up and, you know, the Spirit of God stirs back and you go, okay, this is, and then you get you know, words from other people, encouragement from other people yeah. that lines up and you just, you begin to, all these things begin to build, right? And, and are you writing everything down as you go? Everything down, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, so Evernote, has been like my yeah. archive, you yeah, know, my history sure. with God. I'm so grateful that 
that uh, that really helped make me disciplined yeah. like <laughs> 10 years ago, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and really to, to begin to journal these things. Yeah. Okay, so Easter night. Easter night. Somebody so they say, you. hey, can you come Can you tell me who calls you? Uh, Drew? Matt. Matt Warren. Matt Warren, what a hero! Our campus pastor currently for the Nashville campus. So he calls and says, "Can you can you come up to Nashville?" Well, at this point, I'm like, "Yeah," but we look at our next three weeks. We didn't have any time except that week, Mm. Tuesday and Wednesday. Well, it just so happened that everything aligned so that their board and so that the elders just happened to be in town. That so was able to to come up and meet that Tuesday and Wednesday, meet with everybody, Mm. and even in those conversations, you you just you sense connection, right? It felt like family, you know, and even. And for uh, for Re in her conversations, and for both of us with some of the other, because they yeah, met with they, Re as well, which is great. They did. I, I think just, all churches do that, but I still highly respect it. That if anybody's coming on staff and they have a spouse, it should be everybody should be talked to. And I had a moment where they're asking Re questions, where she's answering their questions with just a a, a sense of uh, boldness and courage, and um, where I'm just like, that's my girl. I mean, it yeah. was like it was. It was as if God's hand on this whole thing. I was able to see her in a new light, in a new mm, yeah. giftings and callings, right, coming yeah. together. And so that was special for both of us. Well, here's the cool thing happened. We were um, she when we were driving up. She was like, you know what? I would love to to meet uh, uh, if I got a chance in Nashville to re- meet uh, Rachel and Amanda from She Reads Truth because that's been such a big part of her journey. Yeah. She's like, I'd love to just tell them thank you. Mm-hmm. Well. One of our meetings just happened to be at Pinewood Social, this cool place, like with a bowling alley and like with a right. you know, breakfast shop, just super cool place. We go in, and as we're walking together, we walk by a table, and she goes, there was Amanda and Rachel sitting at the table. <laughs> and, and I was like, you better go over there, yeah, right? Yeah, serious. You the go. Lord put them in here. She did. Yeah. And, and, you know, so here's what I'd say. It was just even the little things like that mm. that God did just to give glimmers and reflections of, okay, my hand yeah. is in this for both of but us. But there right? is a moment where y'all had to say, Hey, God, I'd love to see Amanda and Rachel. Right. Hey, God, you know, so I think sometimes I think that these little glimmers that I want are stupid. And then the Lord goes, or you could just ask me. And if I can do it, I can do it. Yeah. If there's not traffic, I can get them there. Right. right? You know, and, and so she had to say that to God and she had to say that to you. She had to have a person that she went, I'm willing to say this little bit, tiny, crazy thing out loud. What are the chances that at the same time, on the same day, in the same restaurant, 35 miles from their office? Right. Y'all yes, would be, yes. you know? and, it, and I think for those things, if it matters to us, it matters to God. Mm. I think those are just those, like, sticking out moments that God just goes, I, I have you. Yeah. And, uh, and so we just, we had enough of those when we met up here. We drove back. We're like, okay, this, but they still had to choose us. They said, hey, we, we want to interview a couple more people just for, uh, for due process, right? Yeah. And, oh, and, were and you it, dying? No. no here's what not. I said. Jeez, I, you're so much more said. faithful than me. I was, I was like, I was like, interview everybody. I was like, have all the conversations. So I was yeah. like, because I really wanted them to to know what you knew, to know what I knew, and to and to choose me. So I and <laughs> I didn't want to manipulate the process at all because I needed to know mm. <laughs> that they were choosing me, right? Yeah. And uh, and so we ended up. Um, oh, crazy! Some crazy stuff happened. Um, so on Easter weekend. Uh, on that Saturday. I like that you're acting like yeah. now is when the crazy <laughs> right. stuff starts. Like the rest of the story is super normal for everybody. So on Easter weekend, my dad pulls our family. Cause we have to do brunch. Like as a pastor, you have to do brunch on Saturday. Sure. Sure. You know? Yeah. So we get everybody together. Because you had 94 services <laughs> right, on Sunday. We did. Yeah. And my, my dad said, hey, I want to show you a painting. And so my dad pulls this painting out and shows us a painting. He said, back in November, I had a dream three nights in a row. 
Mm. And my dad's an engineer. This is like my my dad an inventor, you, if you inventor. Will. Yeah, you know, you know the bridge down in Atlanta that goes bump bump bump. Oh right? yeah, that that's the bridge that my dad uh, was a project manager for back in the '80s. Oh so like, gosh. so every time I don't know if it's good that it goes bump bump bump, but that, it may have been it may but be broken, know. right? That was, that was actually the bridge, the Peabot Bridge that burned down. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. One of those sections, my dad did. That. My dad didn't burn it down. That no, wasn't no, no. my dad. No, my dad, dad did that. My dad built the we bridge. We have that recorded. <laughs> so my dad's this engineer, but he had this dream three nights in a row, and he he has this dream painted from an artist friend of, of our family and he's showing it to the family and he's like let me walk you through the dream and down in the bottom corner i wish i wish i could you know put it up for you but he had the, the there were 12 stones and then there was a bridge that wasn't finished and then he uh, he said he said he and my mom walked across that bridge left the 12 stones walked across the bridge and they were walking up these stairs to this huge temple looking structure mm-hmm. he said there was a there was an arc um like the Noah art. Yeah. And then there was a cross. And he said that I ran up to them and uh, and with tearful, you know, kind of weeping goodbye, I said, I got to go. Yeah. And I ran down to a baptismal and started baptizing people. And he said there was rain coming down over the baptismal. And uh, and he said, uh, he said, I had the same dream. He said, I've never had a dream three nights in a row. Right. I've had never to, had a dream right. three nights in a row. Have you? <laughs> no, never. No, I never and have so, either. He, and it, this is back in November before any of this happened. Right. And, uh, and I, it's a tearful goodbye. He said, I ran back down that baptismal. Well, the crazy thing, he shows us this, shows us this, uh, this painting. And the baptismal, when I look at the baptismal in the painting, it's, the, it's this wooden baptismal, right? Blue inside, wooden on the outside, kind of distressed wood. And, uh, and I look up online, what, you know, the cross point, it's the same baptismal oh as cross point, right? That, and so, so I'm like, this was back in November, November. that he had the dream. It's, uh, and so I'm looking at this in the moment. Well, I said, Dad, somebody's going to give you a word from this for this painting. Mm. They have I said, somebody's going to see it, and they're going to go, okay, this is what that means. In their small group, they leave, they lead a young married small group yeah. from the church that I'm a pastor right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at Twelve Stone. At that time, they uh, they they're leading the small group, and a girl in the small group, Dad shows the painting. He said, I got this painting. Well, a girl comes up and she says, the rain over over Kevin. That means change. Mm-mm. That means change is coming. A girl that said there so like, what in the world? Yeah. What what universe am I? I mean, it was right. like the universe was conspiring, right, yeah, to get right. us to Nashville. Right. And so then I, and that still wasn't enough. And right. so I'm still going, God, I need confirmation. I need yeah, affirmation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's Easter Day before they call you yeah, Easter night a, or the day before. Right. And, and so, just for our friends who are listening, a baptismal is the pool that people get into when they get baptized at church. A lot of, in a lot of older churches, it's a pool that's part that's built in. Yeah. At Cross Point, we wheel it onto the stage. It's a massive pool. They wheel it on the stage and fill it with water. Yes. And by the evening service, it's crusty. Well, Those well, people who get baptized at night. Well, last week after you rest. taught, there was a guy that came up to me and said, I want to get baptized. He said, yes. Uh-uh. He said, I want to get baptized. He said, can can I be baptized next week? He said, I just moved here from Charlotte. He said, God's working in my life, doing a new thing. Can I be baptized? And uh, and so I, I was like, well, I'm kind of new here. I don't know. Yes, we can. I don't know how we get the pool out. <laughs> so I connected him with with one of the other pastors there. And uh, and he said, uh, he said, well, can I be baptized? And uh, can I be baptized in the river? Next week, so I'm like, Drew, Drew was like, "You might want to be bad, be careful being baptized in the Cumberland." Serious, the Cumberland is but, not. The but that was after the teacher. I didn't even tell you that. I didn't so. know that. Yeah, that's, really that's sweet. cool. Um, okay, so the baptism. So at oh, yeah. this point, you're like. But I'm still like, God, I need more confirmation, affirmation. Like before I give the, you know. Before you give what? What? What were you? I mean, because yeah. they have to offer you the they job have to before offer, you. But tell. I already, I already knew. Yeah. I mean, they hadn't offered yet, but I already, already knew. Well, yeah. I, on the on April 20th, I get a text from a lady who I've known, who I haven't gotten a text from, had no record of text. Uh, she's kind of a friend. Um, her name's Julie. She sends me a text, and she basically says, um, she says, Kevin, um, 
just want, want to let you know you're on God's heart and God's mind today. Mm. Um, you will get where you want to go. I see you straddling, one foot on the sand, one foot Dude. in the water. You will either walk on water or he'll teach you how to swim. Your loss for passion for old things is not dis- disobedience. It's in preparation for the new. Oh, I mean, just gosh. random text. So I'm like, so I pick up the phone. I, uh, but you call I, her. Well, well, at first I text her. I go, that's that's an interesting word. Right? <laughs> you play it so cool. So Dukes cool. are the worst. <laughs> How many times have I sent a text to a dude and he's like, like yeah, that sounds good. And he's yeah, freaking out. Yeah, oh, I'll am. never know. And so I call her. I'm like, I'm like, Julie, can you tell me a little bit more? And she just begins to just unpack that. She said she was going on a mission trip. And to get ready for the mission trip, she was fasting. Yeah. And she said, what I'm fasting from today is withholding. She said, normally when God tells me something, like that I just pray it yeah but I'm withhold I'm fasting from withholding so I'm gonna share it I'm like and so then she sends me uh, it was April 20th I know that because she sends me uh, Romans 420 mm. right which that was the verse that you shared about plunging into the promises of God yes. right that you shared yes. back. so like even like all these scriptures when I said God's speaking all all over the place right, right. and uh, and so that was an important process because it talks about Abraham's faith to take that step fully persuaded yeah so then we get this uh we get this we get a call from uh from cross point they say hey we uh you know we've we've met with these other people and uh and we want to they suck (laughs) and you don't (laughs) and i'm I'm, are you sure are you are you sure right and uh and so after that i mean it's just been it's been an incredible season of uh of transition and god did you say yes right away or did you wait um, I did wait. I yeah. said I need a week to do due diligence, yeah. and uh, and that was more, um, and that was more me just finding out more about Crosspoint questions mm-hmm. I couldn't ask, I couldn't have asked in the interview process, yeah. and yeah. Uh, um, and so drove I had, drove up had a couple conversations. I just I still knew, but I just needed um, a little little more time. Yeah, because um, I think there's a an interesting thing you're teaching us is there's a real there's a real wisdom moment, and even when you know, be wise. Yeah. Even when you're knowing what God is saying doesn't mean you jump in with both feet. Knowing what God is saying means you walk toward that with wisdom. And, and I think also honoring the church that I was at, For honoring sure. 12 Which you've done, I think you've done really beautifully. I think Crosspoint has done an incredible job. What yeah, happened on social so medias, me, social medias? Yeah, uh, welcome welcome to the yeah. internet. This Wi-Fi thing. The socials. <laughs> so, um, but even just to see the way that, uh, that the churches have... It's like they've become friends, the churches. (laughs) It's like the buildings like each other. It's really, I mean, because I, when I posted that you were coming, I, probably because I'm from Georgia, but I had so many 12 stone people. And I've said this to you, but it's been beautiful to watch the 12 stone people hold their grief and their joy at the same time. The ones that have talked to me, so I don't know about all of them, but the ones that have talked to me have been, have done a really beautiful balancing job of going like, we are sad to see him go and congratulations. And I, you know, and it's just beautiful to, that they've been taught. That says a lot about y'all, your senior pastor and y'all as pastors of the churches, the, those campuses, that they've been taught that joy and pain can coexist. Mm. And it was in the way that, that they, that they sent us out, Mm. you know, it wasn't a leaving, it was a, it was a sending. And um, so it it took a long time. I realized it took a long time at Crosspoint, took a long time for Rhea and I, for our family, but it was, uh. It's just been uh, a remarkable journey of just God's, God's goes, and it's still happening. Yeah. I mean, we're still seeing God, God move, yeah. and uh, and and each step when we need something, He's just, He's provided. And, uh, you so, know, and yesterday when Ree and I were getting coffee, we met a guy who goes to Crosspoint. I told you about him, and he when he said 
there was a group of men praying that we would have a, know our pastor by the end of 2016. And then that's when you started to know. I went like, oh, my gosh. God's been doing it on both sides of the borderline. I, I had a girl come up to me on on Sunday after uh, after service. She came up after the last service, and she said, Kevin, she said, my name's Erica. And uh, and she said, um, and she was, like, shaking. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, she's she's nervous. She said, I, my mom goes to 12 Stone. I used to go to 12 Stone. I've been here two years. And uh, and when we knew we needed a pastor here, we both started praying that you would come here as <gasps> pastor. No. She said, I've written you a letter, and I've written Rhea a letter. And I think she was shaking because she fe- she thought, I caused all this. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Oh, this is right. <laughs> yeah. So we thought it was our prayers. It was yeah, Erica's yeah, it was Erica. prayers. Erica, Erica and her mama. Erica, I'd like to thank Erica and her mama for yeah. working this out. So uh, so that it's been things like that that God has just continued to. He's been so kind and continued to mm. affirm. Because this is this is big for us. I mean, yeah, because I think it's you need to. I need. I know you're really humble about this and qu- quiet about this, but you need to talk about the loss. Yeah. Because y'all are giving up everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to have um, both sets of grandparents, you know, five miles from the house, um, they go over and have. We we would have family dinner ever family lunch on Sundays at my uh, at my in laws' house. 18, you know, cousins yeah. all together. And that was every single every Sunday. Sunday. My wife has a twin sister, you know, Zoe. So an identical twin. And they are together every single day. Mm-hmm. And they work out together every day. And so, and I look, I'm like, Rhea is the hero. I I mean, so to leave her her twin where where they've never done life ever. apart. Ever. Yeah. I mean, they're 40 years old and they've never done life done life apart. And, uh, and so I see the sacrifices that she's making, and it, it inspires me. And we know there's going to be hard days, and we know there's going to be challenges. But, but I believe that, that God's grace that we've seen, I don't think it has to stop. Yeah. And, and maybe I'm just an eternal optimist, but I don't, I, don't think it, I, don't think, I don't think it has to stop. I think we can walk in the Spirit yeah. and that, that we can continue to have eyes to see what God's doing. I mean, yeah. like even even today, I'm at Smoothie King and I'm getting a getting a smoothie and getting a smoothie for the boys because I had to um, wait at the bank for a long time to set up an account and uh, and so I was rewarding myself yeah. for for purgatory and so <laughs> I, I'm waiting in line. I see this girl in a car in front of us and uh, and she's just she's just weeping and I just knew you know you know like that moment like uh, okay so I go up and I I, I get out of my car I'm in the drive through oh my gosh and so I say are you you know I say are you uh, are you okay? And she said, I'm just having a really hard morning. I said, can I pray with you? And uh, and she had a cross kind of hanging from her. Uh. And so reach over, grab her hand, and we just pray. And even like that that moment, it was like, okay, that was a setup, right? Mm. God said, I prepared good works for you in advance. Like, I've got you set up. Are you going right. to take them? And, you know, uh, we prayed. And I said, I said, hey, do you uh, do you have a church home? She said, yeah. And she told me, you know, told me church, Bethel. And so, so I said, yeah. man, that's, I said, that's great. That's the second time I've heard of that church, you know, because I'm inviting everybody across. That's, <laughs> I was right. like, that's the second time I've heard that, that church. It you know, sounds like it's a great church. Church. Yeah. I hope you have a great day. Get back to the yeah. car. And my son Durham, you know, who's ten, he said, "Dad, did did the spirit tell you to go? You know, go?" So <gasps> he's like, so he's, cute. He's, too. They're yeah. both cute. So they're seeing, they're they're seeing this, and I think Gosh. there's something about. I'm like, God, I don't want to stop living on mission. Yeah. Right. I right. dropped off the U-Haul trailer yesterday at uh, at Tito's. It's, it was down in a. Uh, in an interesting part of town, but it was, I, I drop off the U-Haul trailer at Tito's uh, Seafood Market. Yeah. Right? And they also have a U-Haul. That's like, right. Attached I know exactly there. what you you're know talking what about. Yeah. So I'm dropping it off and, uh, and I walk in and, and, and I'm talking with uh, talking with Tito and I keep calling him Tito and he said, um, my name is Ayaz. And, uh, and he said, I just came up with the name Tito. So <laughs> I thought that's brilliant. But he's telling me about his dream to have a gas station there mm. and just, just be able to say, hey, I want to pray for you and I'm going to pray that you have this gas. And you could just 
just see him see him light up and I'm like God I don't want to stop yeah. like I don't want to stop uh, walking would you continue right to open up and I think they're all around us I think that's what it means the kingdom of God is at hand that God is moving at all times mm. but I think sometimes we get so locked into our little kingdoms that we miss the big picture so uh, so it's been an amazing um Three days in Nashville so far, right? <laughs> so far. You got out of your car to drive through. That's right. And Tito doesn't have his real name. Um, tell me what you know about God that you didn't know a year ago. Because, mm. you know, so many of our friends that listen, we, the beautiful thing about this podcast is a lot of people listen who think the way I think and a lot of people listen who don't think the way I think. And so I would love to know what you know about a God that is real and that we love that you didn't know a year ago. That prayer is the most effective force on the planet. It is the most powerful and effective force on the planet. I think before I would say that I thought that, but now I know that. Mm-hmm. Like I believe that it is the it's the most important thing that we can do. Yeah. And it's not that we get God on our agenda, it's how we discover his agenda and how we get on on his agenda. And so I, I had mental assent to those things, but I know it experientially in a way that where now prayer is not a last resort. It's the first, it's the first priority. You know, we're faced with a need because I think just as prayer is what, what God has used to get us here Mm. in Nashville, prayer is going to be what God uses to get us cross point there to where he, so then you imagine, okay, what if, what if we're all doing that? What if we're all experiencing this life of prayer and following God's lead and praying for other people and seeing those same kind of breakthroughs in all of our lives. Yeah. That That's what stirs in me. Yeah. And a, a guy named Ian Bounds um, oh, yeah. has, yeah, he, uh, he, he was from Washington, Georgia. Oh, come on. And, uh, and Ian Bounds, he wrote these, these exhaustive books on, on prayer. And so his writing has, God's used that in this season to, to really help can me. Can you order them off Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. You can get uh, the compilation of his. There's, I was going to say, is there one we should order? Yeah, is there one that there's, stands out? There's a, a, a book called, um, I believe it's called Treasury of Prayer by Leonard Ravenhill. Okay. That is a compilation of the best parts of oh, Bounds' great. writings. Yeah. That's so. exactly how I want to read good. it. Yeah. You got it. That's right. He whittles it down to <laughs> 200 pages. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You know, I am kind of, I have five things I'm kind of praying for for 40-ish days. And this morning, I, it fits with what you're saying, because this morning when I was going through it, I just felt like the Lord went like, you know, I'm, on, I'm taking care of this. This is about me getting you ready for these five things. We're not changing anything. The plan's going. You're in. Like, it was very, like, the Lord was really clear of, like, I don't need you to beg me to turn these ships. They're turned. You just got to get the sails ready. I need you. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is going to be terrible. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> I thought, oh, oh this is going to hurt. This, uh, you just turned this into a workout. Yeah. Instead of me, you being a genie, now yeah. you're my weight instructor, my workout instructor. I don't feel, it's, I wouldn't feel that. But, it's training season. But that's yeah. it for prayer, right? It's yeah. prayer is, it is partly and a good partly, God, I need you to see this and I need us to talk about this and I need some things to change. And then the other part is, God, I need to change. Can we talk a little bit about what prayer looks like for me and what I've what I've learned in this, in this to, season? Yeah. So so I start out with 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 scripture because scripture helps me pray God's word back to him. And, and the reality with he is, reads truth or what do you do? Right. You so flip so it open and most I'll go through he reads truth. Read yeah. does she reads truth, now do he reads truth. And so it gives us a it's kind adorable. of a, a way to have a conversation right throughout the day yeah. or we, we see something that we're like, oh, I didn't. 
And so that's that's the first. We didn't always do that, and we sure. don't do we don't sit across the table and do that together. I mean, right. while I'm holding her hand, Real I mean, life, we, right? right? I'm yeah. down in the basement, she's upstairs. But then you know, it gives us a, a common point. Yeah. And then uh, and the, accountability probably and account- the dude does, that right? I live with is keeping up with she. Re- if he reached truth, I better keep up with she. Reads truth. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And and then I I always I pray Jesus teach me how to pray because mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Right. right? I, and, and so I feel like a kindergartner when it comes to prayer, you know. Yeah. And so I'm like, teach me how to pray. That was a disciple. That's what they asked. They could ask mm-hmm. for anything, but they were mm-hmm. like, teach me how to pray. And, and he is. He's teaching me. He's faithful to teach me because I'll start out with kind of some gratitude. So I do something called first and ten. Well, I'll write down ten things that I'm thankful for. Every day. Every or every day, day you sit Every down. day. So yeah. I go back through the day before. In the morning, I go back through the day before and just make a list of ten. Sometimes I hit ten. Sometimes I hit seven. Sometimes I hit five and I'm ready to study, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it helps put me in a position of I don't I don't deserve anything, right? right? right. And, and then it, it fights. When, when those good things in my life are turned back to praise, it battles against entitlement. Come and on. I have this, like, entitlement spirit that if I'm not diligent in fighting against it, I'll think I deserve something. Mm-hmm. So, so all those things become, and they, and they can be. It can be, man. That was an incredible couple tacos at Bar Taco, right? right. I mean, something is. It does is, not it, take much. It doesn't. But just going, oh, that 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 was a gift. God, and we thank should you for always that. thank God for Bar Taco. That <laughs> every, place every day is the business. I love <laughs> it. So Give good. me a shrimp taco. It's good. Such a happy Do woman. you know they have like a uh, like a little hidden menu? They have a special taco that's not on the. It's like a secret taco. Well, excuse you for yeah. being here three days <laughs> and you know more than <laughs> me. How'd you figure that out? I just know things. Okay. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. The Lord told you. But no, no. <laughs> I think his name was um, his name was John. He was one of the waiters. But, um, but yeah. So you just have order find out okay. what the secret taco is. Okay. Just help him. Thank you. So back to the secret place. Right. 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 The, so list list out those ten things, and then um, and then go into just creating space for listening. And here's what I mean. In, in those moments, just going okay. God, what are you what are you saying? Mm-hmm. And and then I try to look back over game film the day before and just going, okay, were there any moments that I'm not real proud of? Like were there any things because that's that part of that search me, test me, and then letting God pull up. You know, when you were in a meeting and you kind of postured yourself or you had to had to have the right answer or you cut that person it's off. Chipotle like, thing. Right. That's right. right. And that's what that comes from is yeah. creating enough space to go back through game film, just like a football coach mm-hmm. and going, God, help me see so I don't repeat because I don't want to repeat those things the next day. And right. so really that's kind of that soul correct. And then uh, and then spend time and usually reading through when I'm reading through the scripture, I'll usually pick a section and kind of go through and then I'll try to read a chapter in a spiritual in a spiritual book, you know, like I just finished Giglio's um, Goliath Must Fall. Is so. it good? I haven't read it yet. Yes. I yes. want to get him on the podcast. I love him and Shelly so much. So strong. I think the world. Is. Okay, good. So I'll, read, I'll pick it up. Uh, so strong. I went back and read Comeback. So yeah, I, did the, I love so, Comeback. So it's, if you like Comeback, you're going to love it. Yeah. Okay. So it's okay. a great read. But, uh, but that's, you know, in that time, and I consider all of that prayer. Because I think some people, they go, okay, prayer is only what I do. But I think study is prayer. I think any time that we're, we're learning to move through those things and have conversation with God, have listening conversation and also the speaking conversation, that's, that's prayer. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so getting out a dry erase marker and writing on the board and then taking a sniff. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't, but, but just writing up on the board, you know, those, that's, that's prayer. That having, finding out what works. Here's what I did for a lot of my Christian life is I did things that didn't work. Mm. And I would just keep doing them. That's that's called religion, right? Come on, you know. So so when you go, okay, what's working? What's setting my soul on fire? What's exciting me? What you know about God right now? And then do more of that. And yeah. I think if that, I think if we do more of that, like sometimes it's just putting on a worship song. I'm looking at YouTube and I'm singing. I'm by myself. Yeah. But then sometimes that's that's not what I need. So it's 
spend more time in gratitude. So I think I think rather than trying to continue to do old things that just don't have life on them, trying to figure out, okay, God, what's the new thing that you want to do yeah. and that you want to stir in me? We've talked about this a lot on the podcast about coming up with something besides quiet time because quiet time doesn't work for me. But when I, my roommate and I, we live independent lives, right? We're two different women. But we'll watch the same shows sometimes and we'll cook at the same time sometimes or something will happen and I want to tell her. And I think so much of the time, I think quiet time is more like coexisting with God like that. Of You're living in the same place. And so if you're sitting at the same table, you're going to talk about what you just read or they're going to point, he's going to point something out to me that I didn't see, right? So it's just living together. It's good. Right? And I love that. And I think, I, for me, I have rhythms built into my day. And some things are just stupid for anybody else, right? Right. But, like, for me— Give people if, permission for that. If I have a moment, like, where I just sense that God, like, just showed up— And this is going to sound really, I, really crazy. But, like, I was walking with my boy Bolton, my youngest, and we're walking down the uh, down the road— we parked our car with the U-Haul, you yeah, know, back by, and we're walking to the house. And a guy pulls up and he says, "Hey, you're you're the new pastor at Crosspoint." And I said, "Really?" He said, "Man, I have been praying for you." He said, "I saw you. I thought that was you. And I want to come back." He said, "I'm a college student." He said, "And uh, yeah," he said, "And man, I just want to know Did I'm you praying for you and for your family." And I was like, "That was right when we had pulled right when we had pulled up with the U-Haul, right when we got to town." And Bolton saw it. And Bolton too. saw it too. And I just and that guy drove off, and I put both my hands in the air, yeah. right, and I was like, man, "Praise God, Bolton." Like yeah. God sees us. That's the other thing I've learned is that he sees us. That mm-hmm. and it's not just like a disinterested gaze. Like he he is so intimately involved and he sees every moment and he knows he knows what we need yeah. before we even ask. Yeah. And so it's it's living with that awareness and then it's almost like getting like you said get down on your knees. It's marking the moment with yeah. a posture yeah. of saying, "God, <laughs> you see me, God, yeah. <laughs> because because I see you." You just drove a college kid <laughs> down my street. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, that has been, I think you're having an extraordinary experience. I also think any of us could see God this much in our lives if we were looking. We've just been, we, you, me, your family, our friends, we've just been really intentionally looking for God to do stuff. And he's, he is showing off a little bit. It feels like to me, I'm like, I see you. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's my weird thing. That's what I always say when something happens like that. I go, okay, I see you, Lord. Yes. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Won't he do it? You know, so that, yeah, I think, I don't think that's crazy at all. I think you raise your hands for you and you raise your hands for God and you raise your hands for Bolton. Cause I think you, what y'all are teaching your kids in this season is so extraordinary of how to, because they're sacrificing too, you know, they're giving up cousins and grandparents and aunts and uncles and church and family and they are going to be the braver for it. Well, and I was talking with a friend, Ryan Ingram, who pastors a church called Awakening out in uh, California. And yeah. He's telling him what was going on. He said, Kevin, he said, it's so important that God's doing this for you so that you don't doubt in the darkness what you've seen Come clearly on. in the light. That's right. And I thought, that's it. And it's like what you were talking about Sunday, that when the when the fog comes and you're like, okay, what in the world? I can mm. go back and say, God, you got me into this, mm. <laughs> right? Right. You, you're going to need to get me through this. That's you're right. going to need to get me out of this. So, so I think God gives us those moments where we can go back and we can remember, we can reflect, we can hold tight to. Yeah. So I thought that was a, that was a good That's word. That's a good word. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Um, tell me, Kevin, what you think about Nashville. Mm, I love it. Yeah. I love progress. Uh-huh. And so when I see construction uh, everywhere, that for me, the progress in the natural, right, the progress in the things we can see yes. inspires me going, okay, God, you're working in, in ways that we can't see. So, okay, yes. what are you building in the kingdom yeah. that that these eyes can't see. Give me eyes to see that. So so that progress. But then also, you know, 
realizing that there are a lot of people who um, who have a lot and mm-hmm. uh, and who are um, who are doing really well yeah. and who are prospering. And we want the city to flourish. We want the city to prosper. Yeah. But at the same time, you can have a lot and be empty on the inside. Listen. And so being able to see that even though somebody has all the things, all the stuff, that there are things that they that they long for and that they want, they desire, and they just they don't know it yet or they do know it and they're living with this this emptiness that you know only only Jesus can can fill and so I love the I love this city but even I was at the Grand Ole Opry last night had a chance to be back and I'm I'm sitting backstage and so they have these pews I don't even know if they're from the Ryman right but they have these pews that are sitting back that are facing facing this this whole crowd yeah and I'm looking so for people who haven't been you're on the stage on the back of the stage they have six or seven pews they almost have like a like a choir loft yeah it looks like a choir loft if you were in a church. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at those pews from the Ryman, mm-hmm. right? And I'm thinking, Come God, on. this is this is a this is a picture of what you've done in this in this city before. And then I'm looking out at all these people, and I'm so dimly lit, like they can't yeah, see they me, can see you, yeah. but they can see. Well, it was the Oak Ridge Boys. That's and right. The guy with the big beard, right? <laughs> they can see them up on the stage. Yeah. But I'm having this moment where I'm just going, God, um, this city where where you have so gifted, and and there's so many people who are so talented, and so many people who are dreaming, right, mm-hmm. to to be on platforms and, and stage, and people people have an appreciation for the arts. But then yeah. at the end of their set, they sing Amazing Grace, you know. Right. And so I'm going. There is just there is a there is a spiritual hunger that's here and appreciation that's here and um, and I think people people are looking for for Jesus uh, everybody's looking for Jesus they just don't know it yeah. right? I heard one and say that every heart desires a king like Jesus yeah and, uh, and so going okay God how do we communicate this timeless message this truth about who you are in a way that is um, that speaks to hearts and that uh, that awakens people to, to the longings maybe they didn't even know they had yeah so I think, you know, so many people make jokes on Facebook and on social media when articles come out about Nashville's the fastest growing city and Nashville's number one this and most all these things. And they go, you don't want to move here. It's terrible. You know, like can like slow down the progress. And I hear that because I've been here nine years and the traffic is significantly different than when I moved here. But I think, I mean, the Bible says pray for the prosperity of the city you live in. And every time I see things get bigger, I go, okay, you're showing off here. There's something you're doing here. You're drawing people here. You're cycloning something around. Churches are changing. Churches are coming, you know, churches that planted in basements are showing out with three services, right? And churches that started as tiny are taking over these big old churches and blowing up. And it's not a butts and seats kind of count, but it is a, oh, this place is exporting more than we ever have. This place is growing more than we ever have. And, um, God is going to flourish here too. Flourish. I believe it. I'm looking at 100,000 college students. Right. right in this area, and so that I tell you what Nashville has taught me about me is that I'm old. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm the old guy. Yeah. You know. But well, where we live, you are. You can go to Franklin. You'll be the kid. But where the neighborhood we live in, we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, that, but I had a guy tell me one of my mentors when I took. He said, "Kevin, you're not the Timothy anymore." Mm. You know, and so the whole Paul Timothy relationship, yeah. and I, I looked in the mirror the other day. We were moving some things out, and I was, took it outside, and the sun hit the mirror, and it came back, and I saw that I have white white hairs in my in my beard. Yeah. And um, and I I, I thought, man, he's right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not not the Timothy. I think there comes a point in time where we realize, okay, God, you're doing a new thing. Yeah. Right. And I'm I'm not the kid anymore. So part of being in the young part of town and looking around with the staff that's in their 20s yeah. and 30s and yeah. going, okay. 
God, you're doing a new thing, and yeah. it's a new season. I, I um I had a similar experience not long ago of going like, oh, suddenly I'm the grown up here, and I didn't know I was going to be the grown up here. And then you're like, oh, well, actually, I have everything I need to be the grown. Oh, okay, I can be. I mean, we need Jesus. I'm not saying I know everything, but but I have. I've been wearing a tool belt a long time. Right. And the Lord's put a lot of tools in it. And so the pressure of being the Paul for you is really relieved when you realize the tool belt you got on, you know, and that you're never alone, that the Holy Spirit's with you at all times. So what are you excited about Crosspoint? Because we have a lot of good churches in this town, so we are really lucky. But what is it for you with Crosspoint? Excited about the team. Yeah, um, right. Um, the table, them sitting at the... Uh, the staff. We had our first staff meeting. They had Chipotle there, so yeah, that, was, they did. Uh, that makes yeah, me excited. They did. But uh, but even just there is such a eagerness and excitement. Um, reading through the book of Haggai, that mm. there's I, I think they're they're ready. so weird of you to pick they're Haggai. Ready. Why'd you pick Haggai? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like you're like, dear I, staff, I'm here. I'm gonna I, pick a <laughs> super obscure, <laughs> tiny prophet book for you to read. It's only yeah. what three chapters? Two yeah. chapters? Yeah, it's three. But it but it, it's a book about new beginnings, mm. and it's a book about um, God's building this uh, this He's restoring um, the temple, yeah. and, and so it's a and and I love the final verse. It talks about um, Zerubbabel is a um, he says he is a, a signet ring. And I love the thought, like what he's saying is that that whatever you do, whatever you say, like there's such a connection where, where he's like my signet ring, which would be a symbol of authority. He's like my stamp is on that. And I'm like, God, that's what I want. I want to yeah. be like that. I want to be so connected with you that that would be, uh, that could be said. Yeah. And, and I love this team. And so the team, there's, there's an excitement. And I think nine months, 10 months was a long time to wait for Crosspoint. But I think what that's built in the season is a season of expectation, of, of hunger, um, of desire for the, for the next, to see God move in an incredible, incredible way. And you know so, a beautiful thing that you didn't yeah. know has happened for you is we stopped treating our pastor like our Savior. Mm. And we had been doing that, I think. I had. I, I thought, I mean, I, I knew I had a connection with God, but Crosspoint was built around. And now Crosspoint is built and we have a leader. It's different. And it is it is healthier. Can, am I allowed to say that? It's my podcast. I'm allowed to say that. It does not dishonor who I love and, and the pastors that we've had in the past. But but it, there's something about what we learned as a body that um, we learned as a body that Jesus was say our Savior all along, and we were never left. And we needed to know that. I think you can only know that through tragedy, and you can only know that through a tearing. You can't know that through a leaving. And so we learned that through a tearing, that that when you're ripped apart from your leader, you still have a savior. Yeah. And I think I was surprised. I thought, I mean, I know there's healing that needs to take place, but I don't think it's going to be a long time healing. Yeah, I, I think there's either. a, I think there is a, there's a hunger. So I think that healing has moved to, to hunger, and yeah. now it's like, okay, there is a very, there's a forward leaning posture. I mean, isn't that the truth? Day. When you're in the hospital, there's a point where it turns from my body is healing to my body is hungry. Right. Right. And that's when you're starting to get healthy. And and I feel that with you. I feel like our body has we haven't left the hospital, but we're hungry, you know, and I think that's I think that's really exciting. I think it's going to be fun. So for our friends who are listening that don't live in Nashville, that they go, I'm friends with Annie. I've listened to her podcast. So now I'm friends with Kevin. When Kevin comes to mind, I want to pray. What do you want them to pray? What do you want? Hmm. I would ask to pray for my kids. Yeah. And um Pray that they um, that they seek God in this as much as we have and as much as we do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this is so built our faith. My wife Rhea and I, it's so built our faith. It's built our relationship even more. And it's, but I'm like, I want them to have that same experience. And when they think of moving to Nashville, um, they don't say it's what my mom and dad did. Mm, my and parents so, moved us. Yeah. Right. So this is what it's what God did. Mm-hmm. And then they have their own stories to share. Yeah. Right? They're yeah. not just sharing our stories. But they're sharing their. I know stories. we need to make sure they're dr- journaling too. When That's they right. make new friends at school, <laughs> yes. When they, you know, when all that stuff goes down, you know, when I moved here, I did a sticky note on my laptop, and I listed every friend I made, because I knew what I had left in Atlanta was my people. And so for probably a year, I wrote down every friend I made because I knew that's what God was giving me. I knew when He asked me to leave my people and my place that he was going to fill those holes in a different way, not not replace those people, but fill the gap in me. And he did. Yeah. He did. And so so we got to make sure your kids are writing down their people when they make them. Yeah. And they will. Yeah. Your kids are yeah. so fun. I was, was like dying to stay <laughs> yesterday when I interrupted lunch. I was like, wait, no, but I want to be friends with them. They are hilarious. Oh, they are. I mean, and then the girls get here. So y'all get back here in a couple of weeks yeah. for good. Yeah, we'll be back here the 30th. Will you be at church uh, that Sunday? Yep, that's it Sunday. won't be a surprise. Yep. Jason Miller so and you. That's right. Yeah. So be that. I mean, sure. you know, another thing that we, you and I have talked about is this is more than we could have dreamed up. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you if you'd have told us when we were when we were I was a college freshman and hanging out with your little sister who was my neighbor in the apartments our next the next year, you know, like we'd be doing this in 20 years in Nashville? How much bigger? is our God as a dreamer than I ever thought. <laughs> he does. And, and you know, I, uh, what I love about about the story and what I love about um, what it says, I think, is that is that faithfulness, it, it leads to fruitfulness, mm. like with what God wants. What do you, okay, I can trust you with that. See, we, we talk about trusting God, but yes, yes, absolutely, that's first. But then it's saying, okay, God, I can... I can trust you, but then God's saying, Annie, I can trust you. Yeah. And Annie, I can I trust so. you with more, right? And I can trust you. It's that, it's that relationship. And yes, we have those moments where we fumble, and yes, we have those moments, where, but we get up, right? And right. then we continue pursuing and say, God. And God says, okay, I'll trust you. I'll trust you yeah. with more, and I'll trust you with more. And I just want to continue to, to trust him and continue to be faithful with what he gives. So he says, okay, I can, I can trust you more. And that's what I've seen from your story. And, and then for us to be here, I think, is a, is a culmination. Not that there's anything good in us apart from Christ. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, but, but— We know what monsters we but, are. <laughs> right. But, but we're saying, God, I'm going to trust you. Uh-huh. And God, please give me the grace— to live in a way where you can, where I'll be faithful and you can trust me yeah. more and more. Yeah. I just keep saying, Lord, why did you make me go nine years before Kevin? <laughs> right. How, why did I have to plow the ground? No, I'm just kidding. I've not been plowing the ground. But I, I, I have joked with so many people that you're not Jesus, but I've totally felt like John the Baptist. <laughs> but like, you guys, he's coming. I know him. He's coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not Jesus. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not John the Baptist. I still got my head so far. So I'm not, and I am not, listen, you know me, I'm not living out in the desert. I'm not eating locusts. No, I, I don't even camp. So don't worry. Um, well, I cannot put words around how thrilled I am you're here. I know you know it, but I think for our city, for my life, I mean, it's selfishly, I cannot believe my pastor is someone that I've trusted since I was 18 years mm. old. And then to know that we, sh- that Tom Tanner, oh, right? and right. the impact and the, and so I would, I would say, I would say this, that, that what we experience God do at the University of Georgia, Wesley Foundation, um, 
and and seeing God move in a way that was bigger than what we can imagine there. Right. You know, I think that being in our veins here. Yes. Um, and, and so I think being able to believe God for more. Right. right? And, uh, and, and to be able to I don't want it to be said in my life, Kevin. You you dreamed too small and you prayed too small, mm, right? And uh, it's okay, God. Yeah. And I think that goes back to to the primary influences in both of our lives, yeah. Tom. Yeah. I uh, Tyler last week on the podcast talked about Melissa's dream, hmm. and that has just kept for some reason that just keeps coming up in conversation. Probably because you moving here and your buddy David Walters coming with you last week to church, but just going like. Man, there are people on this planet who are more influential than this planet will ever know. And it will not be until we get to heaven and God goes, hey, everybody, come look at this. This is everybody. Tom and Melissa Tanner impacted. And we'll just be a sea of people. And you and I will be holding the doors for the people who've been living in countries without air conditioning. I'll be cutting their grass. I will be out there cutting the grass. You and me both. I'm like, I love my job and I'm grateful to serve the Lord. It isn't hard compared to what some of our friends are doing. This is not hard. I will, I will hold their doors and make them sandwiches. And we have, we have friends and contemporaries that are doing incredibly sacrificial things for the gospel. Mm -hmm. But you are too, Kevin. Mm -hmm. I mean, you really have. You and Ree have done an incredibly sacrificial thing for the gospel, and. Our city just ain't even ready. It ain't even ready for what the Lord's going to do, right? And so, and, and when our city gets what the Lord's going to do, our country, I mean, it just is going to explode. It, we export. We export. So, man, I'm thrilled. <laughs> um, can I, uh, usually I have the guests pray, mm. but can I pray? Please. And just pray for you and pray for Crosspoint and get our friends who are listening just to like, take a moment on their treadmill or on their walk or in the car and just like, it'll just be a constant flow every time someone listens to the end of this podcast of prayers for you. Love it. So, Please do. Um, yeah, let me pray for us. Lord, thank you. Thanks for just for how you orchestrate our lives that, that even in pain and tragedy and sadness and loss, you are still, um, you're still orchestrating. You're still good and kind and strong and true. And so we thank you for that. God, we, as Kevin's friends, pray for him as our pastor, as the pastor of Crosspoint Church. God, would you just do more than we could have asked or imagined? Would you give him the capacity to learn what Crosspoint in Nashville is like to become the leader of our family, to, um, to step into a role and understand more than he should know in the natural? Would you just give him supernatural understanding of our church and our people? And God, for Re, that you would speak real clearly to her about why you've called her here and what her, um, how, how Nashville is going to benefit from her being here. And God, would you give her as well just a supernatural capacity to get their home in order and to see the kids and what they're walking through and to help just care for her people, including Kevin. And God, we do pray for the four kids and ask that you would would this be a Ebenezer Stone for them too? A place where they go, God was so faithful to us when we moved to Nashville as kids. Would you do that for them, God? And we just, um, we pray that you would do more in Nashville than we could imagine. We pray that people in our families and in our friend groups and in our city who do not know you will not be able to resist hearing about you. Would you just be um, too good and too kind and too loud in this town? And we, um, God, I know people have said this for generations, um, but I want you to hear me and Kevin say, we welcome you here. Yes. 
we want you here. We want you to change our friends because they're hurting. We want you to heal our friends because they're hurting. We want you to speak to our friends because they're hurting. So we welcome you here, Holy Spirit. And um, God, we are in this for the long haul, whatever that looks like for our lives, for his family's life and for my life, we're in it. So put us to work. And uh, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, what we didn't do, you're supposed to say what sounds fun to you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, we're both. So, Kevin. Yes. <laughs> this podcast is called Just that messed sounds. up. I know. Sorry. <laughs> this podcast is called That Sounds Fun. Yeah. What sounds fun to you? Um. What you sow in weeping, you'll reap in joy. Yeah, right? That's that's right. It. I was, you see what I did there? I was like, find a verse. Find a verse. Yeah, yeah. Right. Turn a the corner. Pastor. Turn the corner. Oh, it sounds fun. I tell you what sounds fun is uh, we, we're going to be able to walk to Jenny's ice cream. Yeah, 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 from and your house. So, yes. I love getting ice cream with the with the family. Yeah, um, that that sounds like fun on a uh, on a summer night. Okay. Um, and no matter how hard emotionally a move is, like just ice cream makes it just better. Just ice cream, yeah, yeah. And Jenny's that brambleberry <laughs> crisp right. will heal what hurts you. That's right. And my uh, my boys tonight we've got uh, we got football practice for the boys and at I, their new school yeah, already yeah, plugged so in. That's brilliant. In. Yeah. And so and I love watching them. Uh, watching them play. Yeah. I mean, that's that's because the girls aren't here on this trip. You should say here. that. It's yeah, not that the you're girls. Not speaking no, right. of them. I love the girls. I love to watch them play too. <laughs> but you know, I love just just being town. right. I love just being there and um, and seeing them uh, um, have fun yeah. and already you know connect there. So yeah. I love, love the kids' sports as well. Yeah, and, uh, it's good. So okay, what fun. do you do for fun? Just so people like, what is fun yeah, for I lo- you? I love to run trails. Yeah, I love to run trails and uh, not run fast enough to where I can't talk, but I like to yeah. run at a pace where I can talk and uh, and just tell stories and yeah. run with run with friends. Yeah, like, that's uh, that's fun. Running not good, but uh, but running with friends and sure. uh, telling yeah, stories. Yeah. That's good. I like uh, enjoy Re and I do CrossFit, so yeah. we uh, we like that. And I, I like to try to keep up with her. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> She's a beast, she man. Is. I'm not messing with her. I'm staying on her good side. <laughs> Me too. So, well done. We're smart people. Um, uh, well, thanks for being on the podcast. I just cannot tell y'all how excited I am that that man is my pastor. That is um, more than I could have asked or imagined. That verse from Ephesians kind of has kept circling back in my life since January, actually, and it just keeps being true that our God does more than we could ask or imagine. And that is the truth of having a family that I have loved and respected for a long time now be not only a part of Crosspoint, but uh, the boss, the senior head pastor at Crosspoint Church. So I'm excited. As you can probably tell, I am just really, really thrilled and grateful to be a part of this. You know, sometimes you have to zoom out of your life and go, man, God could have let anyone be a part of this. And I am really, really thankful that he lets me do this. This being Nashville and this being my life, this being the books I write and with you guys on the podcast and being a part of what God's doing at Crosspoint. More than I could have asked or imagined, y'all. More than I could have asked or imagined. So if you want to keep up with Kevin, he is at Kevin Queen on Instagram and on Twitter. And Crosspoint is Crosspoint underscore TV. Also, what I hope you pull as well from this conversation is the beauty of loving your local church 
And if you are a Christian and you believe what the Bible says about Jesus and what the Bible says about God, I hope that you will find a local church to plug into. I know that you, like me, may have some history of bad experiences at churches. I do too. Not even speaking of Crosspoint, but before I was at Crosspoint and some other church situations that caused me a lot of pain. And I hope you won't give up on the local church. I hope you will plug in to a church near you. Again, if you're anywhere near us and you are looking for a church, come sit with me at Crosspoint. I would really, really love that. So what sounds fun to me today? Well, I am going to go hit send on this book that I've been working on. It's not good, y'all. I'm just telling you, the first draft is the first draft, but I got to get it out of my hands. I got to give it to some better people, some different eyes who haven't been looking at it for the last six months, haven't been living it for the last four years and hand it off. So that is going to sound really fun to me today. And then I'm going to go to BFAB tonight. It's my favorite workout class in Nashville. It's so fun. We dance. It's crazy. And I'm really looking forward to it. So thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for praying for Kevin. Thank you for cheering for Crosspoint. So many of y'all reached out during the season of us not having a pastor to me and just said you were thinking of us. And I am so grateful. I hope you will keep thinking of us and praying for us and um, praying for your local church as well. That is who is on my heart when I hit stop on this recording is all the pastors who are giving so faithfully to their local churches, all the people who are showing up on Sundays and volunteering in the nurseries and just being a seat filler in the room to be a part of what God's doing in your local church. So thank you for being that. I don't say this very much, but if you ever have questions about this stuff, if you ever have questions about what we're talking about or what this faith thing is all about or why the local church matters. I'm super easy to find. As I tell you always, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. It's Annie F. Downs everywhere. F as in fancy. So email me or message me on Twitter or whatever, Facebook, just if I can help you. If you have questions, I don't know that I'll have the answer, but I know probably where to point you to. So thank you guys for being here today. It feels like an episode that I'm really, really glad we have. And I'm really glad to be a part of. So have a great day. I hope you are having a great time, whether you're on a elliptical or walking around your neighborhood or how could you be? It's so hot everywhere. It's just so hot everywhere. There's no way you're outside. I think it's like 9,000 degrees in Nashville, but um, wherever you are and you're letting Kevin and I be a part of that. And I'm really grateful. So have a great day and we will see you next week.